Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. Uh, Got a little bit of rasp in my voice here. These Friday shows always get wild. We did the Super Bowl extravaganza show right before this. Hopefully you guys won. Hopefully we won. Obviously, this show is uh, always recorded on Fridays. Uh, Today, we wanted to bring in Matt Belinsky uh, to the show here as our legal analyst to go over some of the uh, Biden uh, DOJ shit that's going down right now. This was a wild one. Uh, Absolutely. This was a wild one. So this broke yesterday when we were doing fake news, um, and we were kind of catching up with it in real time. Now all the information has uh, come out uh, and is out into the world here. Um, what do you make of all of this? Because it, it seemed like the DOJ obviously gave him a, a little slap on the hand, nothing big. But sure. uh, the other part of this is he kind of went scorched earth and said that this guy has no idea where he's at and doesn't remember anything of what he's done. And we should also forgive him for that. Yeah, it's a fa- it was a fascinating report. And it kind of uh, harkens back to James, C- James Comey's report about uh, Hillary Clinton's handling of classified information as well, where he essentially said, hey, she did it. She acted in a grossly negligent manner, but we're simply not going to prosecute her for it. Um, the, uh, uh, the, the DOJ in this case, I believe the last name is Her, uh, H-U-R, um, he, he came up with a very novel explanation for why he was not going to prosecute Joe Biden for uh, mishandling of classified information and documents You know, after he was... Uh, towards the end of his vice presidency and directly after that, in that, hey, no jury would want to convict him because they wouldn't believe he was competent to stand trial, essentially. Yeah, that's the first time that I've ever heard someone in a position of power, right? Like, imagine uh, the CEO of WorldCom was on trial for fraud or whatever the fuck, and they're like, oh, he's incompetent to stand trial, but he stayed on as CEO of WorldCom after. Mm -hmm. That would be a problem, right? I mean, obviously. Especially for the biggest job in the world, arguably. Yeah. Um, In fact, if he was COO when he was uh, up for trial and then became the CEO and said, yes, we're going to give him him a raise and uh, and a promotion. It's not. So I'll go over some of the particulars here now that this is uh, out fully here. So Joe Biden didn't remember what year his son Bo had died. Um, he yeah, but who sh- keeps track of that shit? No. <laughs> you know? Who amongst us has not forgot what year you well, said Well, Hunter that? did. Yeah. Hunter definitely kept track of it. Well, that's because he was banging his wife. Right, but he had yeah. to wait until Bo died to well, get in there. And uh, yeah, You don't know he waited. <laughs> that's true. We don't. <laughs> Might have been some crossover. Yeah. Hunt- Hunter's <laughs> scruple level is always questionable. Right? <sighs> Boy, uh, it wasn't sure which years he served as vice president, uh, which is odd I, to me. I obviously. don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> what difference does it make? The guys what? had a lot of jobs. Let's be honest: senator, vice president. That's about it. Yeah, and, and president, and president, president. Yeah. So, yeah. well, he doesn't know about that one. No. Um, and then, according to uh, to her here, so he had uh, limitations in his recall uh, during those uh, interviews with Robert Her. Um, this document, this report that was released, was three hundred eighty-eight. Uh, pages here, and uh, and they said they weren't pursuing charges. Mm-hmm. Um, now, hours later, Biden himself um, took things uh, over, and uh, and he said, "Hey, dude, I did a press conference, and he's kind of pissed off about this, about his mental uh, acuity." Uh, Biden also took, pardon me, particular umbrage with the report's allegation that he'd forgotten Bo. 
uh, and he said, how in the hell did he d- dare raise that? Mm-hmm. So that's the, another interesting aspect of this report is that it was legally beneficial to Joe Biden, but politically very damaging to him because the explanations for why they were not going to prosecute him essentially do not reflect well on his ability to be president, right? And, in, um, and from what I've heard uh, from the people who do have, you know, get FaceTime with Joe Biden is that he is somewhat more sentient on a day-to-day basis talking to a, a person here, a person there, than he is when he's in the public eye or giving a speech. And that's not, actually not that surprising because there's a lot of public figures who kind of crack under the pressure or, or perform less well under the pressure of a formal press conference and things of that nature. Although I'm sure Joe Biden he, at, at his age, you know, being more sentient and more uh, more uh, uh, articulate than he is in these press conferences, not a high bar to clear. So he gets very fiery and says, how dare this report suggest that I'm, you know, some old uh, uh, drooling, dilapidated uh, senior citizen who's eating, drinking prune juice and feeding pigeons and shouldn't be president. I want to go show everybody that I'm, you know, I'm a sharp as I, I ever was and that I deserve to be president. The pres- the attempt to do that did not go well, okay, no. as you described. Yeah, no. but I mean, then the, the source material for this is, are the interviews with her and his team, right, which were not in the public. It was four people in a room, probably. Right. Well, it was probably this a while ago? Yeah, it was yeah, a while yeah, back, yeah. 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 I mean, it was a couple years ago, yeah. Uh, a year and a half, maybe, I think. I, time, I've got time blindness being in the studio it every was, day, um, so I, I think it was six months, but it was, as Delco uh, likes to point out all the time, I, I'm pr- usually wrong on that. So. It was right, it was like days after the um, October 7th attacks in Israel. They made a point of mentioning that. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, gotcha. Oh, so yeah, it's pretty, so pretty recent. Yeah, yeah and a lot, of, a lot of hay has been made about Robert Hur, the um, special counsel, was a former U.S. attorney in Maryland, being a Republican, right? It's like, okay, well, Merrick Garland appointed him. So it raises the question like you we we have these juxtaposed ideas in the national discourse right now like oh the government's incompetent and also at the same time that person will say the government is lo- is running these incredibly arti- are, are in, uh, uh, elaborate compli- schemes yeah, elaborate schemes against us like well one of two those two can be true but they both can't be true yeah. right mm-hmm. so Merrick Garland who is a lapdog for the leftists in this country 100% uh, the, what what he's done at the DOJ is a goddamn disgrace. So uh, it feels like this is a hit job by the left to try to get Biden out of the way. And that press conference after the fact fucking definitely made me think that. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll read uh, what he, some of the things he said at the press conference. He well, says, before you before you read the actual stuff he said, mm-hmm. the tone of it, I haven't seen the White House press corps or, or, or the yeah the White House press team allow the press corps to go after him like that without pulling him off stage or having. Uh, scripted questions to lead off or whatever, right? This is the first time you've seen a shooting gallery on this guy before. Yeah, I, true. I, I've never seen that happen before. He even took a question from Peter Ducey from That Fox. was the first question, wasn't it? I, yeah, I, I was shocked. So uh, here's was his statement regarding Bo. He says, frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, that wasn't any of their damn business. Um, and then he continued on adding that he carries with him a rosary that belonged to Bo. Uh, and his family holds a service for Bo every single Memorial Day. He said, I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away. Uh, for any extraneous commentary, they don't know what they're talking about. It has no place in this report. Uh, and to that point, he might be right. What is asking the president about his, his kid dying have to do with, with documents hidden in a garage next to a dog bed? Uh, well, I mean, if you're assessing his mental capability, it's absolutely salient. 
Gotcha. But you're not necessarily inherently in this type of investigation. That's not inherently one of the aspects that sure, you, you yeah. would Sure, yeah. I mean, you would have to see the transcripts to see what led to that question, I would yeah. assume. Right, because he could have asked him beforehand, how is your memory and how are things? And let's go over some basics sure. yeah, or big Bi- moments or, in your life. Or Biden could have said, I don't remember 80 times in a row. And he goes, well, what do you remember? Right. Right? Which yeah. would be a fair question, to be honest. For sure. Uh, and but so by that- the way, just to... Just to uh, you know, play both sides here. I think Trump, when he was questioned about the same stuff about his uh, classified documents, said, I can't recall, or I don't remember 70 times, I think, something mm-hmm. like that. And nobody really calls his memory into question. To you me know, honest. every now and again, the uh, the media, legacy media will try to fucking hit him on it, but no no reasonable person really thinks he's losing it. He's pretty sharp. No, and, and with both of these guys, truthfully, with, with documents like this for Biden and Trump, I highly doubt that they were the ones carrying the fucking boxes no, out of the White House. Trump has never thing. lifted anything over no, 25 dude, pounds in no. his life. And, and neither has Biden, which is why well, I, think, while, I think yeah. none of these the cases, yeah, I, I, none of these cases should have ever gone forward. Unless in my there's opinion, some evidence but, that, uh, I don't care about improper storage even. Unless there's some evidence that they were fucking giving the information to somebody else they shouldn't have, I do not fucking care about I this. I agree. Um, but because Trump has been charged in a court of law and Biden has not here, that's why it's a big deal. Now, when Peter Ducey uh, from Fox asked him to respond to the report describing him as a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory, Biden shot back, I'm well-meaning and I'm an elderly man and I know what I'm doing. I've been president I put this country back on his feet. Uh, and then he joked to Ducey, if my memory is so bad, I let you speak. I think I have the, maybe have that clip. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and play it if you got it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. Our Lady of the I don't need anyone. Roofie. I don't need anyone. Remind me when he passed away. All right, sorry, that was annoying. They said that no, was that's the clip. fine. Uh, uh, look, the whole thing is was fucking bizarre. Here you go. Um, here you go. Here special go. counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning and I'm an elderly man and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president. I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's why they called Something's- Peter Juicy first, so he could get that one liner out. Mm. That's the only real reason. You right? scripted, yeah. yeah. They, no, they had that one set up for sure. Not saying that Juicy's involved <clears throat> necessarily, uh, although it wouldn't surprise me. Fox is just as fucked as anybody else, but yeah, uh, definitely. The White House press corps took a calculated risk right there. Mm-hmm. And they like Deucey's definitely going to talk some shit because he always talks shit. Right? Sure, sure. Uh, and by going first, at least you could remember it, and that that you could script, yeah. and it would be easy enough for him to remember. Uh, he went on to say, "My memory is fine. Take a look at what I've done since I've become president." Now that we've seen, and it's been awful. I don't know if you want to take credit <laughs> for that one. Uh, none of you thought I could pass any of the things that I got passed. What were they? 
Uh, I mean, what, what does he pass? Jamming one point, got, what was it, $1.4 trillion in unnecessary spending of COVID relief in his first year, which led to 8% inflation and, you know, pretty much tanked the economy for the last two and a half years. Yeah, he got that passed pretty nicely. Yeah, that happens. Um, and, uh, and he says, uh, how'd that happen? I guess I forgot what was going on. Uh, but then a few minutes later, and this is what everybody uh, was talking about that went viral. Uh, Biden uh, undercut the assurances while he answered a question about a ceasefire in Gaza, saying Mexico uh, instead of Egypt when talking about the president there. And uh, and that went around the world, obviously, because that's a, it's in, a in huge that, gaffe. In that context, that one that is going to get highlighted highly. Nobody's going to forget that one particularly. But that in terms of uh, was this a hit job by the DOJ to put more to expose more of the flaws of Joe Biden and put more pressure on him not to run in 2024? They didn't make him hold this press conference. He could have just let this one run through the news cycle. If he was smart, that's what he would have done. Especially but, on a fucking Thursday. Yeah. yeah just let yeah. it go. But I'm telling, I <laughs> truly believe he still thinks that he is a completely competent guy who's the best man for the, the same thing with Trump. They both think they're the best man for the job. I guarantee you they both truly believe that. Everyone always wants to speculate on these alternative, uh, ulterior motives for these guys. Like, you don't become the most powerful person on earth, regardless of whether or not you think this person should be, without, like, a, a, the ego satisfaction of believing you deserve to be in that position. And I think Joe Biden, for whatever he screws up, he still thinks it. So he thought he was going to nail this press conference. I agree. Well, it doesn't help that he's in a very emperor's new clothes situation too right where i mean if you look through twitter after that press conference last night it was just so you know when any leftist gets covid they're like uh i found out i got covid uh thankfully i'm vaxxed and boosted and i'm listening to doctor's orders and following cdc guidelines it's the same paragraph same every time thing, yeah. yeah if you watched our our we're fucking around on twitter right after his shit last night it was hundreds of people saying the exact same thing. He's clearly competent. And look at all the things he's accomplished for this country. No details on exactly what he accomplished. Right. right. But he's definitely accomplished things. It, it seems like there's some of the of what you describe in the media, media covering for the Biden administration of the first couple years might be a Pyrrhic victory in that it worked for about two and a half to three years, but seems to be getting exposed in the election year, particularly like the border. Mm -hmm. Like everyone's like, oh my God, the border. We just figured out that, the, that we essentially have no Southern border and we've got terrorists and, you know, 85%, you know, males of fighting age coming through the Southern border. Oh, we figured this out two weeks ago. I was like, no, we figured it's been going on for three years. Yeah. Nobody mm -hmm. covered it. Yeah. Right. Right. And now, now you've got Stephen A. Smith and Michael Rappaport talking about it. Yeah. Which is not good for the left, right? With two of your, like, Rappaport is not a huge media figure anymore, but Stephen A. Smith is. He's got millions of people who listen to him on a daily basis. Sure. Now, I would guess that the vast majority of his audience is centrist or leans right, probably, because sports people aren't leftists typically. But, uh, you know, it definitely, anybody that's center right, that definitely validates them. Like, you know what? I am going to go vote for Trump this time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, I find it odd because, you know, the media for the first three years didn't cover his age or any of that shit. They refused and they said, oh, he's doing a great job and everything else. I watched this on NBC News and uh, immediately afterwards, um, they posted this fucking stat on on uh, on TV that said 62 percent of voters have major concerns that Biden doesn't have the mental and physical health to be president for a second turn. And I was like, holy shit. I mean, it was right after and it was right there on the screen. 
Why are they going after him so hard if there isn't a candidate already waiting in the wings? I, I st- listen. I think you go to a newsroom, you see that there's there's eight people in a liberal newsroom or a a business unit of that newsroom, and six to seven of them are so adamant that you know, uh, listen, everything's fine, and we we need to keep on running cover. And then there's one or two that are so concerned about it that, um, hey, uh, uh, that Joe Biden's leading us down the path of Trump part two. That they, you know, I think that's just this, this is just how humanity works. You get eight people together in a room, six of them are going to take one perspective on it, a couple of them are going to take the other unless there's just an absolutely tyrannical stranglehold around the newsroom, you know, these people who want this one story getting out, they're going to they're going to slip a few past the goalie. Yeah, uh, and then the final comments from Biden's lawyer uh, this morning were, we disagree with a number of the inaccurate and inappropriate comments in the special <laughs> counsel's report. Nonetheless, the most important decision the special counsel made was that no charges are warranted uh, is firmly based on the facts and evidence. Okay, as we've discussed, the law is not just what the law is. It's also about enforcement, and it's about determining you know, how you interpret actions against what the scripted letter of the law is and what, what crimes need to be prosecuted at what levels. And to a certain extent, that's dependent on did you prosecute similar behavior, mm. right? And uh, there's obviously going to be— We call that common law, right? Like mm-hmm. stuff that's been done before— you know well, what I mean? Well, or, it, I guess that would be case law too, but like common law is 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 a little bit different in that it's based on uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's based on things that have already happened before, right? Like sure. You set a precedent. You, you, what you're cases. describing is the the uh, uh, scripted letter of the law, and this mm. is a little bit more prosecutorial discretion in terms yeah. of what you deter, what you decide to prosecute. But there's right? no there's no book on this that says. I mean, we have sentencing guidelines for sure, but there's not prosecutorial. guidelines. And there's always flex, uh, yeah. nearly always flexibility in that. So determining, and we talked about this last time I was here because right after that, uh, um, the the New York business records case against Trump and was like, okay, this is clearly bullshit because nobody has ever prosecuted anybody mm. under this uh, uh, theory of law unless it's been in regards to some sort of business fraud claim. Mm-hmm. Because if not, the, the, the fraud was the major crime and then the administrative, a uh, false admi- administrative input was the supplemental crime, right? Nobody's only prosecuted one except against mm-hmm. Trump. So now when you've got Trump being prosecuted for mishandling of classified information and he's got some defenses and you know you haven't really seen other uh, similar activities prosecuted but they're trying to prosecute trump and then you've got biden with something that you could find some distinguishing factors and say well listen they asked trump for the records back for the for the documents back so many times and if he hadn't thumbed his nose they wouldn't be prosecuting him yeah but they asked obama for the records back and he's got 33 fucking thousand pages of them still right and he he hasn't done anything right sure so yeah. once, you, but every president, by the yeah, way, yeah, not fuck, just, yeah. I mean, right and left, this every single president has documents. Sure. So when you're comparing the two situations to one in which they are prosecuting and one in which they're not, I mean, any sentient person is going to, it's not going to pass the smell test. It's going to look really bad. And as I just said a moment ago, they've been able to get away with so much BS. It might've led them, they might've overlearned the lesson from how much stuff they can get away mm. with that this is not going to pass muster with people. Yeah. Especially considering uh, like the biggest determining or the, the, the biggest differential factor between these two, in my opinion, is that Trump was president and Biden was senator and vice president. One of those offices has the ability to classify or declassify whatever the fuck you want just by saying so, right? Mm-hmm. And the vice president and senator do not have that right. It's a very different thing. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's odd to me. It's I, It would be odd to me if this case against Trump now doesn't get thrown out pretty soon or at least 
taken off the docket, which is what happened in DC, right? Yeah, it's it's like very. I, this is the Florida one. This is the records one. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it's very strange down in Miami is the one you're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, it's uh, it's it's very strange here because um, as this continues to uh, to churn along closer to the election, uh, I'm looking at one of the the responses from the White House official. It says uh, they did find out about the report before the release, so they were able to craft some form of strategy. However. In regards to his memory and uh, being unfit to be president, they couldn't do anything about it. And the, the official statement from a White House official was, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, what else are they going to say, man? Yeah. I mean, because it looks, it, it, it's a tough thing to defend because if you have to be defending the president's mental acuity and whether or not he's fit to even stand trial for any, I mean, you've already lost. Mm-hmm. Once you are, once you already have to defend that, yeah. you're already on the back foot. You can't really play offense on that one. Yeah, and it, it, it's it's. Uh, I mean, we had this with Reagan too. We just didn't have fucking twenty four hour news cycle. Back right, then. Yeah. right. We, uh, we were still using, identical. We were still using telex back then, though. There wasn't fucking cable news. Sure, but yeah. also the first the first uh, Reagan administration, there weren't many questions about his mental acuity. He'd no, already, no. Yeah. he'd already established himself as mm-hmm. someone that like had won the the respect of enough people, and then mm-hmm. like landslide, you know, reelection in in nineteen eighty four. So, yeah. but but I see the similarity for sure. Yeah, um, but but to that point, I mean, he's clearly fucked in the head. I mean, like I, I don't. Uh, it's i don't understand it i really don't understand why the left is even pretending to send him back out for another round here it's like you're, uh, it's like you're fucking uh a uh, corner man for a boxer and he's just getting his brains dug out dude and you're like ah fuck it dan you i'll tell you why somewhere. i think i think because people said a similar obviously he's deteriorated further mm-hmm. but people said the same shit in 2020 and he he overperformed he's benefiting from previous uh from out uh outpacing previous low expectations but did, can, but did he actually outpace them or did they just hide him right i guess the the, the result good, is the same right but he did a good listen i don't care what anybody says and i was not a joe biden supporter and i in 2020 but in comparison to what people predicted for his oh, yeah. performance for that during sec- that ju- second debate especially he yeah. was fine yeah. i was like when you say hey this guy's gonna be a drooling imbecile and drop his pants on tv and he actually performs relatively adequate yeah. i mean you know do the math but now he's turning down super bowl interviews which is like yeah. that always that happens every single year yeah yeah it's, it's, it's like a second state of the union almost right it happens every fucking year and for you with your show and everything else uh, i know you cover a lot of stuff in hollywood and california the mm. next question will obviously uh, go to gavin newsom Okay. Um, have you heard anything about him running out there? Because I, we look at it from a gambling perspective. Okay. MyBookie.com, uh, promo code Drinking Bros doubles that first deposit to $1,000. Mm-hmm. It's one of our sponsors. Sure. He's currently third. Uh, yeah, but well, look at his comp. Okay. I've been, on betting odds in Vegas have yeah, him at number three still, right now. Still, well, at, at 16 cents. Come on. I mean, just because he's number three, still way behind everybody else. My, I've been extremely, and I put myself out there, I've been very adamant that there is absolutely zero chance other than a slight possibility that Joe Biden is actually dead by election day, that Gavin Newsom will not be, not be the nominee. Does that know, go look at Gavin Newsom's national polling numbers. They're not good. Well, okay. he, he fucking sucks. Look, I lived in that state for 15 Sh- years. He drove he, it into oh, the goddamn you, ground. I could go on for the night. I could swamp the entire show with you know the I'm negatives sure. on, on fucking that greasy toad. Anyways, uh, his polling numbers are not good. All this stuff that he did recently over the past, everyone said, oh, the DNC is trying to promote him nationally. No, 
Gavin Newsom was trying to promote himself. All this media that he did about buying billboards in Texas, yeah. going to China. Do you think the DNC told him to do that? No, he just went and fucking did it. He yeah. took it upon himself. Number two uh, reason. I, I actually, by the way, I hate to interrupt you. I didn't know the answer to that. So we, we had talked about it on this show for he a few did, months. He did it all himself. He did? Yes. Okay, because I, I couldn't figure it out. I thought for yeah. sure the DNC was sending him out, paying for all these trips, paying for the no, billboards. No, no. Soros probably flipped the bill no. for a lot of it because he, he he contributes quite a bit to his campaign. No, they didn't need to. He didn't need to. I'm telling you, one of the reasons he stopped doing it is because Gavin, Gavin Newsom's poll numbers in California dipped about 12% mm. because everyone was pissed off about it. And a couple aggrieved, a couple of his advi- Democratic advisors in California that like had told him, don't do this, it's not worth it, kind of let it slip that he took it upon himself and it was self-funded. And he just like, he thought, wait a second, I I can I can gain democratic clout about trolling the, the red state governors and doing all this stuff. It, it was all news. Everyone's like, oh, the the DNC's carding him, him out. No, Gavin Newsom was carding himself out. So he he tried to reverse Rick Perry it, right? Yeah. And then Some, you know, okay. go, going against like DeSantis is the most socially awkward dude I've seen in a while, right? And he lit Gavin Newsom the fuck up. Yes. And you saw the substance versus style debate on stage right there, which yeah. might be a 2028 matchup that we're going to see. Gavin Newsom has no chance of winning an election against he, that he, People are overestimating his political skill and acuity significantly. Yeah. Also, you think they're going to leapfrog Kamala? That's that's Le- my point. We talked about this no yesterday. no chance. Yeah. No chance they leapfrog so, Kamala. No, well, the question is this. I know the gambling sites say that Newsom's in third, but... Is Newsom a strong enough candidate, particularly amongst suburban women and amongst progressives, to leapfrog Kamala Harris? And and because Sarah Sanders is going to be Trump's VP, more more. Oh, you think so? Uh, yes, okay. I, I, I'm I'm 99 sure of that. Really? She's the only one that makes any sense. The other one on the list is Christy Noem, and she's banging Tim Scott. She's banging his fucking no, 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 no. Okay. Who? who what does Tim Scott win for? He's black. Mm-mm. I to, in support of that point, I think. Trump is because he's more socially liberal. He's conscious of the uh, liabilities around the abortion issue. And Sarah right, Sanders is the leader on that. So he, I, it, the case for him choosing a woman is that he really, he, he instinctually believes abortion screwed them, uh, screwed the Republicans in the midterms, and wants to choose a woman to kind of head that off. But you can't choose the other top She's, candidate is Chrissy Noem, and you can't choose her because. He's, she's fucking his old campaign manager. And Sarah Sanders, uh, I believe, Bob, Hardcore. wasn't she the one? Yeah, who, yeah, who six said, weeks. Was it six weeks for her, mm-hmm. or was I, it a full abortion ban? I think ban? it's full abortion ban in Arkansas. Che- uh, mm-hmm. ch- I'll double check. Yeah, but, check I mean, it out real quick. She is a, she's evangelical. Like She's yeah. hardcore Jesus. But I've, yeah. I've, I've spoken what? to people from her team okay. about this, and my recommendation was, uh, yeah, it's fine that you did that in your state because that was the will of the people in your state. But if you're a real conservative, if you're a real centrist or libertarian person or something like that, your attitude federally should be, and you got to make this very fucking clear if you want to win this election, that this is a state's issue. It's not in the Constitution, so it's not my fucking business what states do. Mm-hmm. And if, if she doesn't say that, then choosing her is all for naught. They'll lose. Um, and, and here's why I wanted to, uh, to bring up Kamala here, because this just dropped. Uh, so the reason why they could potentially leapfrog her her approval rating as of, I don't know, 20 minutes ago is at 28%. And they said that's squarely an issue in the 2024 race. It's definitely an it, issue, yeah, but it's it, bad it, optics. That, that doesn't matter because you have to play out the practical scenario of if you leapfrog her and what her, the 28% who do support her and her people do in response, and they know that she will poison the well if they leapfrog her. Okay, because uh, NBC News, same thing right after the, the show was over uh, or the interview was over. 
Uh, they revealed that 53% of voters view her negatively. Absolutely. All true. Everybody knows she's been she's been exposed, right? And I could tell you about how I had a cup of coffee uh, somewhat involved with political consultants that were involved in launching her political career. And it's not complicated. They're like, it was about 2010. And they're like, oh, we need a female Obama. Oh, who looks like the good female Obama? Boom, Kamala Harris. That's why she's a politician. End of story. That's what it felt like. Yeah. I mean, but like. Look at the look at the platform of the recent Democratic Party in terms of racial and gender politics and saying we are they went both for vice president and Supreme Court justice. We have to choose a a black woman and they're going to go leapfrog the first black female VP for Gavin fucking Newsom in this scenario, they know that the 28% that do support her will scream bloody murder and are going to make it very uncomfortable and make it even more difficult for Gavin Newsom to win. And when you put that up against like, say what you want about Joe Biden, Democrats did pretty good in the midterms and everyone was still talking about how much of a brain dead idiot Joe Biden was. That was Why? the abortion thing. That it, but that, that was the abortion eh, thing. Everybody. I don't you think it was Democrats. It's not just one thing, man. It's not just one thing. It's never it, just one thing, but, but in, you, you look at some of that. Midterms uh, are about turnout, right? There was, uh, and women there was, were pissed off. Women are not going to stop being pissed off and also some of the, uh, look, uh, Brian Kemp, Mike mm-hmm. DeWine, uh, strict anti-abortion laws, both in states that are a little bit blue, or at least mm. swinging blue. Georgia, yeah. Both, both crushed. Mm. Both crushed. So it's like yeah, abortion. But, but, but he went anti-Trump, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's been anti-Trump since the the twenty twenty. But um, Georgia's a Georgia's a weird. That's my state. Sure. So like, it's it has never been blue until the last fucking four years, Absol- and like it's nuts to see. Absolutely. But in terms of was abortion the sole single point of failure? I don't believe it was. And everyone still said people were still even with that. People were predicting a red wave up until a mm. few weeks before, <laughs> and everyone said, "Oh, look at Bi- look at the economy. Look at inflation was what much worse. There was even a worse sheen around Joe Biden back then, and it didn't. And Joe Biden can sit there and say, "Look, look at everything you guys said about me and about how supposedly." poisonous i would be to our results and in 2022 they weren't so he still has that argument well on that and so if you're looking at cross tabs here uh on in the polling they've lost the the left has lost about 20 percent of their black base in the last six years right um basically since obama left but definitely in the last uh four years um They've lost about 18% in the Latinx base as well. Mm-hmm. And they've made that up in suburban white women, yeah. right? And that's like if you, that, that's why I don't think there's any way you can leapfrog Kamala Harris unless she specifically bows out and endorses somebody. And I don't know what that costs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Boy. But she, she can't win a general election federally. There's no fucking way. No I don't think so, so they're, either. They're, they're in a bind. I mean, the best thing they can do is run Biden probably hope they win and then fucking let him die and she fucking becomes president. Yeah. Then, the, then they get that fucking card. They got to suffer a little bit with it because she's going to suck at that job. Mm-hmm. But they get that card for the first female president, first female color president, blah, blah, blah. And they can play that in future elections. For sure. I, and look, I, and I'm with you on that. Now, here's the other part. And as a lawyer, I wanted to ask you about this one okay. um, because a lot of people after – uh, the gaffes he made last night and then earlier in the week, because he also confused the president of France and Germany as well, uh, were asking to invoke the 25th Amendment. Now, obviously, that's never happened in the history of our country. Uh, yeah. I know they brought it up during Trump. Is that is that even something well, it uh, has, realistic? It has sort of been 
used a lot, just not in a way that's public, right? So anytime the president goes under general anesthesia, technically the 25th Amendment is invoked, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. For, and for the line a, of succession for like six hours, whatever the fuck. Right, is, sure, right? but that's for uh, physical infirmity. Sure, sure. Not for, for mental incompetence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't you, you need, given the, the you know, pretty much split Senate, split Congress and the d- division in this country, no, mm-hmm. because it's, it's same, it, would, it would be the same uh, issues as another amendment to the Constitution. You need too many people and yeah. not, you're not going to get that type of solidarity from the members of Congress at this point. No, people love Not to talk about. Yeah. No, no chance. So, what is your prediction then for twenty twenty four? Who do you got, man? Um, but previously, when when it, it, there's still a chance that they were going to get some of these Trump trials before uh, done before the election, I was like, oh, they're just going to put him in jail. Mm. And then there's going to be the the real crazy scenario was okay, they're going to have he's going to be incarcerated, and the question is whether or not they uh, allow him to, uh, out of jail, to be inaugurated so he can become president and pardon himself, and who knows, maybe that's what leads to an actual violent insurrection of some sort. Since the cases are not going to happen before the, the election, man, it's looking pretty good for Trump. I mean, I'm, I'm finding I thought it, that way in 2020, though, and I was wrong. Uh, Ross, I think you had a couple blind spots in 2020, man. You, the, the anti-Trump energy was exponentially higher in 2020. Yeah. You could feel it. I'm I don't t- think it was just from the left either. I the- think I think centrist and libertarian people were fucking pissed off that he banned bump stocks, that he let Fauci run wild on this country, they shut shit down. There's a specific I, I have I know some Miami Cubans, for instance, and friends of mine, those historically very Republican voting block. Mm-hmm. I remember right at right before the election in 2020, I talked to two of them. One was still like, listen, I can't stand Trump. You need to shut his mouth, but I don't care. I'm voting for him because I prefer his policies. The other one was a guy who votes re- very reliably Republican generally. And he said, you know something? I'm sorry. I'm not voting for this guy. The way that he, he thinks he, that the rules don't apply mm-hmm. to him, that he talks all this shit. I just won't. In t- I People underestimated how many of that second guy were around in 2020. In 2024, I think with the with Biden being more in the spotlight and his failings and Trump, people kind of having a little nostalgia for Trump, the likelihood that the second guy there votes for Trump is higher. And that's why I think he wins. Okay. Uh, and then, because for me, I, I, I think I know why I got it wrong, uh, just me personally. Um, I have never seen anyone run a campaign from a basement, not do any public events, not do any, any speaking events, like anything. I've never seen it in, in my lifetime. Yeah, but nobody saw what happened in 2020 in anyone's lifetime. Uh, in regards to, to the, being a the pandemic, pandemic right. Yeah. But still, Trump was out there. Well, none of that shit was real, though. But yeah, it doesn't. It, 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 the circumstances it, were too generous. Yeah. There, there was no other. You could not compare it to any other election ever. Um, and you can, as, as I was saying right before, with the debates, he overperformed in the debates. Like if you watch yeah. that first, in particular the first debate, you're like, "Oh my God, Donald Trump is completely unhinged." And this Joe Biden guy, he's not the sharpest character I've ever seen, but he stuck to script and he stuck. Who, whoever was running, you know, feeding him his campaign lines and his Twitter feed. His Twitter feed was good. It was just very solemn, straightforward. He he was he was. Uh, he was like the the uh, the football analogy, just handing off the ball three three yards yeah, in yeah, a yeah. cloud of dust and grinded it out. Uh, now, the, the person that nobody's talking about at all, and he's seemed to turn invisible here in the last couple of months, is RFK Jr. Uh, why? Yeah, according to because polls, no, and I, no, don't, I don't believe in the polls, but yeah. it, like, his numbers were at 22%. There's no pathway for him. Uh, but he, I think he's going to get a meaningful uh, portion of the vote that is going to be impressive in the historical context of third-party candidates. I, yeah, which but way? I, which, I, which side is that going to eat from? 
That's hard to say. That's a tough. It's what's it's what makes him fascinating, right? Yeah. Usually, yeah. a third party candidate, you're like, oh, you know who mm. who he's impacting. It was like because I know. Uh, I know a lot of a lot of particularly in LA. I don't know if this is true other places. There's mm. a lot of LA, uh, uh, California formerly blue voters that literally, based purely on the vaccine, turned right. Were red pilled, mm. yep. literally just off the vaccine. Those are people who would right now probably vote for Trump, but they so love RFK because of his approach towards public health and and the vaccine and whatnot that they're going to vote RFK instead. However, you've also got a lot of people that just like the handful of RFK Jr. Uh, uh, policies that are kind of general stock libtard policies, which he has quite a few of, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So it's a tough call. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he I, I, amongst amongst people who have flipped, I agree, he's got a shot. People have flipped blue to red, but people who have been red, uh, unless they're fucking idiots, would never vote for that guy. Yeah, that's and, true. And, and I would he, agree with that. He's tried to like court libertarians recently. Like, yeah, we're talking about libertarians, about me running for them. There's not a libertarian bone in your body, sir. I'm sorry. You don't even understand what the, the concept of libertarianism. You're, you're an environmentalist wacko that wants to fucking ban assault weapons. And I, I know that he said that he isn't against banning guns. But what he did say is if the Congress votes for it, that he would sign it. No, you, there's a reason we have checks and balances, motherfucker. And that is so one individual, at, at least, if not an entire House of Congress or a block of the party using a filibuster or something, is able to stop unconstitutional shit from happening. The fact that you said that you would just sign an unconstitutional bill because it passed with a majority is fucking stupid. Why would you even say that? It's because yeah. he's trying to play both sides of the fence, which means he has no fucking principles, in my opinion. Um, I, don't, I think he's got principles. I just don't think he's that smart. Uh, in mm. terms of some of these aspects, I think he's not, you know, he's not, th- he, he, okay. He likes his topics. Mm. His topics are health and, pu- you know, public health and food and, and everything, and wellness and everything in regards to the vaccine and, and whatnot. I don't think he's paying that much attention to the things that you hold dear. Right. And so that's yeah. why he has some less than admirable qualities there. Um, and, but his, but he's it, also said he supports the green new deal in public three separate times. He said it, I had to look it up cause some asshole on Twitter was talking shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, he said specifically he supports the green new deal. He said those words yeah. in that order. Well, he's still a legacy libtard. Let's be honest. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, like, you know. come on, man. I mean, it's uh, like, he doesn't understand. He, he's not, he's not qualified to be a fucking president of anything. Frankly, RFK well, Jr. Yeah, yes. yeah, but you know we got a great on who a curve. The fuck is, yeah, right? we got a great on a curve these days. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, by the way, two weird fucking breaking news stories here that just dropped. OJ Simpson has cancer. Um, he's denying reports that they've entered hospice. Um, With this the fucking juice, dude. He's all over. My, oh my god, he's all. He's on the desk right there. What is he, we got the signed helmet. Dude, I just got to speak that into existence. Holy shit. Yeah, man. Fuck, dude. What if we lose the juice? <laughs> what if Jimmy Carter outlives OJ Simpson? <laughs> fucking a, bro. Yeah, what are the betting odds? What a world. Yeah. Jimmy Carter's never gonna die. These guys have been all in on Jimmy Carter from day one. Jimmy, I, I want to give them their credit. They, Bob and uh, Delco. His caretakers put two and a half pounds of raw peanuts up his ass every morning. You have to. He'll never fucking die. Do, you, do they ground him up or do oh, they no, you no, put no. him in full shell? You go in whole. Yeah. You go in whole shell oh, yeah. here. Uh, and then this is an odd one. And this is another legal question for you here. Uh, Jack Smith. Uh, just filed a motion here in the Miami case regarding the documents, ironically, uh-huh. uh, that Trump's lawyers um, are trying to ask for unredacted documents to be turned over, which lawyers for uh, Jack Smith want to block. They're worried about witness tampering and what might be on those. Um, but if you're, if you're giving somebody unredacted, I mean, uh, redacted documents, 
wouldn't you have the ha, have to know the have the the rights to understand what is on them? To, yeah, to it, argue against Me- them. I'm really confused. It's a Mexican standoff. I mean, this happens often, right? Um, it's similar. This is the type of thing similarly that happens with claims of sexual crimes, uh, civil civil cases around. Uh, sexual crime allegations usually it's a jane doe or yeah, something like that. and yeah. i mean not to get too deep into it but i even a case that i was once involved in when you know so, one side knew the identity of the other party um and in the original complaint they had they had named her as jane doe and they said that you know if you ever challenge this it we are going to win the motion that that justifies us not naming her um but there was there was pressure they knew that they could put litigation pressure on on the claimant by naming her publicly so they named her in the fucking answer Right. Oh, wow. And yeah. And before she could even it put enough pressure on her that before they could even file a motion to, you know, for sanctions against that, she already settled it. Right. So these these things, you know, the point point here is that these things do once again, do not operate necessarily uh, in accordance with these very black and white fine line letters of the law right sometimes it's, it's just litigation strategy and might yeah. equals right and in terms of this you know if i'm jack smith and where another place that trump shoots himself in the foot but hey this is just how he is it's easier to make the case that you need to keep these documents redacted because trump might go try to screw with uh screw with a uh, a witness because he's so loud and because he shoots his mouth off so that's the case they're gonna make and then trump's gonna make the case that listen we need full transparency for this the, the legal process to play out in you know with integrity and you need to to uh, provide unredacted documents and that's going to be the battle's going to be right there yeah uh, and there's a, there's another bend to that too and it's you can you can talk about january 6th and the way the department of justice has handled that vis-a-vis the two to three hundred federal agents that were cruising around that are unnamed and uh all that information is redacted no, none of the people i know who have gone to court for any of this shit has gotten even a whiff of that stuff they won't even admit that until uh 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 the second version when they were tearing down the J six committee here recently, nobody even knew that nobody knew that it was confirmed that there were 275 at least federal agents on the ground out there instigating shit. We saw this weird stuff with the bomb near Kamala Harris's office that they were just like, Oh, that looks like a bomb. Why not? (laughs) And just standing next to it and shit. I don't know if you've been near bombs. I have been blown up a couple of times. As a matter of fact, you don't stand next to them. No, you sure that's don't. That's not great. But anyways, yeah. Th- oh, that's, Kamala Harris, mate. That's, yeah, she's dumb as shit. Uh, th- but that's, that's a part of it as well, is like the government doesn't want to give up. They'll, they'll claim that it exposes um, methods, uh, methods, and what's the other one? Methods and person, uh, methods, and there's another word. I can't remember what it is. But. Uh, by the way, <laughs> as this story keeps continuing here, uh, you are correct. Uh, so it says that Smith argued that the filings uh, – made public would disclose the identities of the witnesses prepared to testify against Trump. Correct. So it is the witnesses. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if there was something in the the papers themselves that were describing. Yeah, but not, don't, don't you have the right to face your accuser in the United States? Um, this depends on whether or not they're go- – well, the accuser is the United States government here. Right. Well, yeah, but they're calling witnesses. Um, uh, no, uh, on the stand, they're mm-hmm. going. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, they're going to get to cross uh, cross examine them on the mm-hmm. stand. The question is whether or not they get to. You know, there, there's a reason to redact it if these people get called. But how, right. but how do you like even prepare your your cross? I know, I not know, knowing so, who the witnesses yeah, are. Yeah. yeah, no. They once these people might not be called as witnesses, right? Sure. So these people, these are people that could you could tamper with them ahead of time before they've officially agreed to be witnesses, mm-hmm. officially been uh, 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 been demanded. They've been subpoenaed to be witnesses, and you know, once again, I'm not saying that these are uh, accurate claims, mm-hmm. but this would be what Jack Smith's case is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's sure. it's interesting. He's down there poking around when his case in D.C. got removed from the docket. 
That's pretty interesting. It is. Like, it, why are you even down there? Dude? Well, they're trying to get something in, like, like you were them. saying earlier, get something in before the election. Yeah. Um, because if they don't, there is a good shot of him winning. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the, uh, he goes on to state here that uh, revelation of these witnesses' identities or the substance of the interviews with the FBI uh, dangerously risks them uh, exposing uh, them to the public, and that Trump has a well-documented pattern of threats, harassment, and intimidation, yeah. uh, which, look, he'll go scorched earth on fucking truth or whatever it is. Exactly. I don't um, know that I've ever heard him threaten a witness at some No, yeah. but, uh, you know, judges, he's called them dummies, and I, they, they, normal they, shit. They will try to mischaracterize him just maligning them mm. as him threatening them. Well, words are violence, so. Yeah, yeah. in this sense. day and age. Matt, you've been on the podcast before. You know we got some sponsors that put this shit wagon on the air. First and foremost, firstform.com forward slash drinking bros. Talking about those micro factors, dog. Took them before the show. So I remembered today. I remembered today, D'Anthony. I can't be held uh, responsible for, oh, you didn't take your fucking vitamin. I took them before the show started today. But that's why the box is right next to my computer, just in case I forget. And I'd say for me, that happens a good three times a week. Three times out of the week, I forget to take my vitamins. Not with this. Uh, the box sits here. Boom. I'm reminded when I get to work, take your fucking vitamins. So let's face it. We all don't uh, work out the way we need to eat the way we need to every single day. But it is important to get the proper vitamins inside our bodies every day. What's in them? Well, we got the uh, antioxidants, the CoQ10s, the multivitamins, the fruits and veggies, the EFAs, and the probiotics. It comes in a nice, clean plastic pouch that just shoots right out of the box into your mouth, and you don't have to think about it the rest of the day. Uh, head on over to their website and check out their energy drinks as well. Big fan of their energy drinks over there. Uh, they had all the goods, bro. First Form is one of the best companies on the planet. Lucky to have these guys on the show. Right now, over at firstform.com forward slash drinking bros, you're going to get free shipping on orders over $75 over there. These micro factors have to become a part of your daily habit, dude. I promise you. You're taking vitamins anyways. You might as well do it from a, a company that supports veterans. We love those guys over there, and truly, uh, they do have the best, uh, best products on the markets. Go to firstform.com forward slash drinking bros today. Next up, D'Anthony, personal fave of mine, usejoymode.com. You're going to get 20% off the promo code Drinking Bros at checkout over there. What's Joy Mode, D'Anthony? Huh? Is it uh, a little enhancement in the drink to well, uh, help your boner? I'll tell you this. Uh, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Sure is. Sure is. What are we, five days away? Yeah, it's getting close. Damn, um, dude. Damn, son. So you want to be ready to strike when Cupid strikes <laughs> with your wiener. With your wiener. Whether you're looking to get lucky or spice up those intimate moments with your partner, Joy Mode's sexual performance booster is an all-natural and science-backed solution to every man's greatest fear. Releasing the love too soon. This Valentine's Day, move on from the sketchy gas station erection pills and treat yourself to a supplement that can actually uh, help you get there in the bedroom. No prescription needed. Simply mix six to eight ounces of water 45 minutes before sexual activity and watch the love unfold literally. 
date night will never be the same again when you go to usejoymode.com for 20% off with the promo code DRINKINGBROS at checkout. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code DRINKINGBROS at usejoymode.com. Elevate your confidence and performance in the bedroom because that's the best gift you can give her this Valentine's Day is joy mode. Big fan of them. Uh, it's a little stick of powder, pop it in water, and you're good to go over there. That boner is going to be rock hard. 45 minutes at usejoymode.com. Next up, if you are uh, planning to whip out your dong, on Valentine's Day, you might as well trim it up at manscaped.com. Roses are red, violets are blue. Trim your balls and your date will thank us too. What's up, fellas? Valentine's Day is knocking. That's their copy, dude. They always have the best copy in the business. And Manscaped is the remedy uh, for what the love doctor ordered. His prescription? Well, it's an all-new performance package 5.0 Ultra designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like the heartthrob you are. Join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and snag 20% off plus free shipping with the code Drinking bros. All right, what's in this goddamn thing? What do we got in here? Well, we got the lawnmower uh, 5.0 Ultra. It's for the old pubes uh, that we talked about at the top. Uh, they've also got the Weed Whacker 2.0 nose hair trimmer, uh, and that's for ears as well. There, you can use that. Uh, Manscaped's got some liquid formulations that are coming with it, and two free goodies: the Shed Travel Bag, which, which uh, shit, that's my dop kit. I travel with that fucking thing everywhere. It's great, uh, and the Boxers 2.0 because comfort is king for all my dogs out there. Uh, and for a happy ending, there's the Manscaped's Refined Cologne. This is the new one. Uh, it's the Valentine's Day touch to your grooming routine. Elevate your grooming routine and set the stage for a romantically smooth celebration. And for the bearded kings out there, Manscaped is bringing you that beard, uh, that beard hedger pro kit designed to shape your scruff effortlessly, sculpts your cheek lines, and maintains beard styles, giving you that suave look for your romantic moments. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DRINKINGBROS at manscaped.com. It's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code Drinking Bros because your grooming upgrade awaits. Ready to charm your Valentine's dates. Look at that, dude. Best copy in the biz over there at manscaped.com. I love those guys. Last but not least today, we got Lucy.co slash Drinking Bros. Anybody out there looking to get their nicotine on, dog? Well, here's your shots, okay? Uh, Lucy makes tobacco-free nicotine for people to focus better, think deeper, chill out smoother, and inspire creativity. Uh, it increases alertness, attention, and mood, and, uh, and it helps you fucking focus, dude. My wife uses this, too. Uh, what's, what makes Lucy unique? Well, it's 100% pure tobacco-free nicotine. You'll never find tobacco in any of their products ever. Lucy pouches are available in five strengths, two milligrams to 12 milligrams, 12 different flavors, cinnamon, mints, mango, wintergreen, pomegranate, apple, ice, and espresso. How do you use it? To get, get all pouched up, dude. Use it whenever you're feeling uh, a little down. You need a little pep in your step. You need to concentrate better. 
they don't leave a dry mouth. Flavors are long-lasting. Uh, Lucy's comes in breakers, pouches, and gum here. Uh, and it has the perfect balance of nicotine and, and flavor over there. So whether you use nicotine to focus uh, or an energy boost or just to chill, Lucy is made for your nicotine routine. So if you want to try Lucy's tobacco-free breakers, pouches, or gum, Go to lucy.co slash drinking bros. Use the promo code drinking bros to get 20% off your first order. Lucy offers free shipping and has 30 day refund policy. So if you change your mind, you get your money back. That is lucy.co. Use the code drinking bros to get 20% off and as always free shipping over there. And now here comes the fine print. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age and every order is age verified. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. They sure are. Um, still thinking about the juice, though, man. Fuck. <laughs> what if we lose the juice right uh, before the Super Bowl? Do they play? So. Do they I'm, even play I'm, the game? I'm just hoping for a deathbed confession. <laughs> that would be awesome. He, just he like, videoed it? He just looks right into camera like Jim from The Office, and he winks. <laughs> <laughs> then dies. That would be the best thing of all time. They play the Office theme yeah. song. You know he's not going to go quietly into the night. So oh, no. yeah, it could be. Or or if you they played the Curb music right at the end there. Like can't believe I dropped my glove. Right. Or or do you make a video? This is like I'm I'm being totally serious about this. Do you make a video? Drop it on like an OnlyFans thing or whatever, and then have everybody go and be like, all right, here's the fucking answers that you guys wanted to know. Yeah, that would be well, that would be on brand. But the other thing is, I think I think he's a true sociopath. I think in his mind, he's convinced himself he didn't do it. In Maybe. his mind, he's Maybe. like he doesn't think he did. But he did that interview with that woman from uh, ABC a couple years after, and like she came into his hotel room and he was like, ee, 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 yeah. or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like he did, it's like, oh my god, dude. Because okay, because <laughs> think about it. Go go look at the guy who go see the public persona of OJ Simpson. You know, from the seventies and eighties through his yeah, pop I'm culture not career. OJ, yeah. And then go see what the police reports are about the domestic violence. This is truly, if ever there is a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde human being on the face of this planet, it is OJ Simpson. I think he's got the, uh, he's got a multiple personality thing where he can literally block it out. Good for him, dude. Yeah. Good for him because he was a great running back and a gra- yeah. he was awesome in the Naked Gun series. Yeah. Incredible, Nordberg, great sideline yeah. reporter, yeah. beloved, and then hurts. You got to block that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> compartmentalize the, the juice. hurts commercials. Yeah, another Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. You could say uh, Putin, right? The yes. show that he put on yesterday. Did you guys watch the Putin Tucker Carlson interview? Mm-hmm. Some yeah. of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah I watched yeah. it last night. Uh, D'Anthony, we'll start with you. What were your thoughts on it? Um, well, first of all, he's smarter than any U.S. politician, except for maybe Thomas Massey, who's a literal rocket scientist. He's, mm-hmm. got a, he's got an engineering degree from MIT. It's hard to make that case, right? But as far as history goes and shit like that, he, that's what I would have expected ben, a conversation with Ben Franklin to sound like, frankly, right? Just a very smart, educated man. I'm not sure how – I don't know uh, about Russian history, so I don't know if everything he said was accurate or not. I haven't heard anybody refute. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, this is a propagandized version of Russian history. I'm like, okay, well, tell me exactly where he got it wrong. Right. Because I don't, I don't know that he did. Um, and it seems like most of what he said was true. Um, and it's also true that Ukraine is not a real country, right? It's a hodgepodge of Kazakh, Polish, Russian, whatever the fuck else. The, that part's the true. The question is whether or not what he said about it being a, an advent of the mm. Bolsheviks. Yeah. I don't know whether or not that's true. Because no. also, what's been notable, a lot of the commentary about, about his interview was, mm. oh, wait, he's never made that argument before. Yeah. 
So that's that's new. And maybe like he also hinted at his real argument a couple of times. But if you remember when the when this war kicked off, I said he wants Donbass and that's it. And that's what he said. Now, yeah. right? Three years later, or two years later. That's what he wants for sure. And certainly it is true that um sixty-five percent of that Donbass region is Russian, right? There's no question about that. Everybody knows that. It's also true, and th- I guess this technically is debatable, but in my opinion, from what I've read and people I know and that work in government intelligence, it's definitely true that the United States government overthrew a pro-Russian government in 2014. Absolutely. There's no question in my mind that that happened. So, and the reason they did that is because, uh, what the fuck was the guy's name? Uh, did they uh, overthrow? Victor Yukonovich. Yukonovich, yeah, Yukonovich. He was probably going to associate. So what, one thing he definitely did was he broke away from the EU. There were, there were negotiations for Ukraine, Ukraine to join the EU, right? Mm-hmm. Which Russia clearly is going to stop, right? They have to. You can't let that happen. Right. I mean, if when Russia tried to fucking settle down in Cuba, we it was an almost a goddamn nuclear war. Mm-hmm. And we think that the, him invading Ukraine over us pushing into that country is somehow not going to instigate a conflict. Of course it is. Now, all that being said, uh, I still don't think invading Ukraine and giving up half a million people on both sides was the right way to solve this. Now, he goes into a lot of detail about... Um, how he approached the West about wanting to join NATO. I don't know how much I believe that bullshit, to be honest, but how much, like how he wanted to stop this before it ever got started, how he, in two separate occasions, once before the invasion, and then once uh, later on, I think in Stockholm, where he had convinced Ukraine, but like, hey, let's fucking quit this shit. We're going to keep our current territory, and that'll be the end of it. And Boris Johnson came in and said, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to get that territory and Crimea back, right? So clearly the West has made this worse. There's no question in my mind about that. But everything you hear from Putin, like if you're trying to rationalize his behavior and shit, do not forget that he was a colonel in the fucking KGB. Yeah. He is a fucking professional liar, one of the best of all time probably, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't let's let's not fanboy over this just because he's exposing how corrupt our country is and he's completely right about that. You cannot explain to me the difference ethically between us invading Iraq and him invading Ukraine. I gave, there's no fucking difference between those two. You can't explain away our policy on Julian Assange and Edward Snowden and then complain that he's got a Wall Street Journal guy in prison because mm-hmm. our policy is to fucking put those two dudes in jail for the rest of their goddamn lives yep. just for exposing government corruption. And like, oh, well, fucking Russia will throw you out of a fucking window. Epstein killed himself, right? Do we really believe that shit? It's like, come on, man assholes in power assholes in power this is the argument i make domestically forget about this left right shit aristocracies will fucking dominate people they will extract labor and wealth until it all goes away right and and that is true everywhere else putin is a little more bold and brash about it because that's their they're a machismo culture in russia still we're not we're a bunch of bitches now so we see that and we're like oh he's just openly saying that and that's why people hated trump here so much by the way because he just says like fuck you i'm gonna do what i want yeah. you know what i mean all that said I thought uh, Tucker did a pretty good job. He did seem a little like a lapdog in certain cases, but I, he did push back a few times, which I was surprised by, frankly, because I thought it was going to be a lot, of, a lot more softball stuff. Well, one of the, the key points that you made last week here on the show was that um, this would be definitely dictated by Putin and, and or Russia and, and officials, uh, especially the edit and the questions and all that other stuff. Well, they said there was no edit. Right. Which, which it didn't seem like there was. And, and it, and I don't think he wants to edit. Putin no, wants to say what he wants to say. No. He, doesn't, he thinks he has nothing to hide. He mm-hmm. doesn't, and, but I think in the contract with the no edit, 
was simply because so Putin could tell that half hour fucking story about the history of Russia. <laughs> because let's face it, in having a podcast the same way as him, I'd cut that because as a as a viewer and as a listener of it, because I had it on in the background and I, on my on my television there uh, as I was working on my computer. The first half hours rough, man. Like I don't need a history lesson. Like it, that's well, I enjoyed it. I actually thought it was a great debate tactic. Sure, well, you yeah, but, be- but you're one of those people though that is in an upper mm. echelon of thinking, and that's. I mean, that, look for anything history related. It's hard to get people involved in it. Like, yeah, but Ross, he's not, and this is what what I think is un, uh, un- colored a, a lot of thinking and a lot of mischaracterization of the American approach towards Vladimir Putin. He's not just talking to Americans; he's talking to Russians. Mm. Yeah, he's talking to his own people. And like as to Dan's point about why they have different standards in the different Overton window in Russia. Uh, Russia has about nine years of experience in democracy in its history, as opposed to us, who we don't have much experience without it. And the only nine years of democracy, the only nine years where they didn't have a tyrannical totalitarian government did not go very well for them. Okay. They're like, there's no, no problem. They have no guardrails against there are no taboos about being ruled by an iron fist Mm. in Russia. They just have a completely different historical experience. And it's not settled territory yet. Like we, we feel like the United States is settled territory and it is to a large degree, right? There's, we have civil strife here and there, but we don't have Chechens. We don't have Polish. We don't have fucking Ukrainians breaking off and shit like that. There's no, there's no, uh, like there's a Texas, like Texas, Texas, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but it's uh, nothing like what they have. Like, it's I, like, it there's, was, we, yeah. we don't have gunfights over Texas leaving the country. They have right. gunfights over Chechnya leaving, over fucking Ukraine leaving, so on and so forth, right? And that's been the case for some time now. So we, again, we see this, it's just Western-centric viewpoint. We're so myopic with this bullshit where we think everything gets settled every four years, and it just doesn't work that way in yeah. most of the fucking world, man. And yeah. just because they're white doesn't mean they're Western. And then that's never, yeah, been, fair they've, never been, yeah. they've never been a Western society. No. Yeah. You know, no. someone made a really interesting point about Russia just historically, because I think about it now, you know, mass communications, telephone, industrial revolution, like trying to govern one country that's really big is doable in this day and age for a variety of reasons. Russia was this big way the fuck before there was a telephone. Mm-hmm. Do you know how Russia was by far the biggest country in the world, at least the Western, any notion of the Western world before there was any types of trans. Yeah. yeah. Like the land mass of Russia was back when like there wasn't any country that was even one eighth the size. Mm. It's like a very interesting experience to think about that for Russia. So like there's something going on there. And, and yeah, in terms of like how, and that's the reason why when people ex- were expecting Tucker and Vlad uh, Putin to agree on everything, it was like, because Tucker's thinking about everything through the prism of him being critical of the American governing class and whatnot. Mm. And sure, that'll cross over with what Putin's saying a little bit. But Putin had different objectives. Like, what he's trying to communicate is not just, yeah, your American politicians suck and I was right. Like, he's, I'm right, but for the X, A, B, C, D, E, F, and G reason. Yeah, and some of the really interesting parts, like he said straight up that when Clinton invited him here to the U.S., Bill Clinton, that Putin expressed his desire to join nato he's like we would be really open to that and clinton said he would go back this is a camp david he said he would go back and talk to his people about whatever you're the fuck president dude i don't know what you're talking about yeah you are but he said he would go back and talk to his people and then came back and told putin that that's not possible i don't know if i believe that or not i mean it's i i maybe it's true and maybe it's not there's no evidence for that to be honest bill Bill would be able to 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 confirm it or you know he's just the second biggest liar in the history of the fucking world if putin's the biggest right um, yeah, I, I don't know what to think about that, though. I mean, 
it would make sense for Russia to do that, frankly. Well, that was such a strange time, but strange period for Russia, mm-hmm. right? Because it was still underneath, it was still under, it was still in the period where, okay, American financiers were going in, helping out mm-hmm. who at Boris Berezovsky or, or Kordorkovsky or whoever yeah. had the, the most machine guns. Like, oh, okay, great. We'll finance your purchase of this two, four and a half billion dollar mineral mine for $150 million so you can get super rich and I can get super rich. And the US and Russia are completely intertwined. And that was all before Putin came in and said, okay, that's all over. Anyone who made money, you get to, you went to the oligarch. I don't know how familiar everybody is with this and, and how Vladimir Putin's original activities as uh, president of Russia, but he came in and said, okay, you oligarchs who did that, buy the $4 million, billion mine for $150 million, keep your money as long as you don't challenge me politically. And I won't prosecute you for anything you did back then. And then Kordakovsky and Berezovsky were the only two who, who challenged him. He threw Kordakovsky in jail for God knows how long. Berezovsky got you know exiled and was in London. Mm. Um, and that's it. And you know that's one of the reasons he's very popular in Russia, because the Russians were very supportive of him doing that. Yeah. Right. And everyone, everyone forgets that. So that was the period during which he's claiming Clinton was talking about Russia joining the uh, the you know, NATO or the uh, and more and Westernizing. So yeah. that was a completely different universe. Yeah. What were, the, what were the views on this? Um, just out of curiosity, and again for the listeners, we do record this uh, on Friday afternoons. So you know the views on Twitter. Last I, don't, night? I don't know about his website. I mean, I can, no for for, for Tucker because it, it was on, on Twitter, Twitter. It was like 141 the last time I checked. 141 million. Yeah. Okay. Because my the biggest question I had um, was how many people. Americans got past the first half hour because again the first half hour was a history lesson like full disclosure even I checked out and like I knew we were going to do a show about it so I kept it on in the background I think it was maybe 30 something minutes in where I finally got a question that I wanted to hear which was uh, will this war end and his response was Putin's response was uh, if the US had stopped donating weapons to Ukraine the war would be over in two weeks do you guys believe that yes I believe some aspect of that, that Vladimir Putin, I don't think Vladimir Putin has massive ambitions with this war. His ambitions were to chip off a little bit of like Eastern Ukraine, a couple strategic pieces like, uh, like uh, there's one port that, you know, I think he wanted. Had they just said like, listen, and they wanted right. to fortify the water supply through Crimea yeah, as well. It, yes, yeah. that the, he, we caught, they cough up those two pieces. Mm-hmm. He would have ended the war. Yes. Yep. But we saw an opportunity. And they were going to, by the way, in Stockholm last year, they like Ukraine was ready to do that. And Boris Johnson talked him out of it. That's that's not that's like that's been made public by other Ukrainian officials as well. That's not just coming from Putin. Okay, like we know we know that the uh, as a matter of fact, I think the Twitter files expose some of that shit too. Um, I think so. Just yeah. because somebody was posting it and uh, Twitter was censoring it for some reason, I can't imagine why they would censor that. Yeah, strange, right? Um, <laughs> uh, now the the next obvious question comes: uh, Will he? Will Tucker interview Zelensky? I don't think Zelensky would take yeah, that he interview. Yeah, would take that interview. No shit. How, wh- who, no. He takes everything, though. He, no. no, 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 no. Because in he, his he world... He hasn't been on Fox News, has he? Maybe he has. Uh, I mean, Fox is pretty sure. liberal, I don't know. Too, I don't know they, they've asked him, the, the milieu or the brand around Zelensky is of the report that, oh my God, Tucker Carlson is a traitor who's a Russian asset, and how dare he interview Vladimir Putin. I don't think... they. they, they, they if, if Zelensky interviewed with uh, Tucker, it would... Uh, it would run contrary to the illusion that they're trying to foment that Tucker Carlson yeah. is some Putin sympathizing Russian agent, and it, all, it would also indirectly validate the interview with Putin too, right? Which I don't think he wants Probably. to do. And also, you know, uh, Zelensky's weak as fuck. He got talked yeah. into a peace deal, and then he got talked out of it by another head of state. And it's probably because he's making money, frankly. I mean, uh, yeah, he, he certainly doesn't. For sure. He certainly doesn't give a shit about his people to stay in this conflict. Doesn't let people die for a war that he cannot win, right? Mm-hmm. He can't. 
Uh, as bad as Russia is at fighting wars, they're just bigger, man. They're fucking 80 times bigger. You're and they can wait it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, I, there's no way he would ever do that interview. If I'm Tucker, though, I definitely put the, the ask in. So he that did. way it seems like it's both sides. He sure. did during the preamble to this show. He said, we haven't interviewed Zelensky. We would love to. I hope he returns our calls. He mm-hmm. said that. Oh, no yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, yeah, the, the video that I caught was uh, just the interview itself. Mm. I didn't see any preamble. Did he do an intro to? Brief. Like okay. a minute and a half, maybe. It wasn't very long. He got right into the interview. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, there wasn't much to really talk. What are you, you going to talk about? Hey, it's Vlad fucking Putin. Let's get to the show. That's what I, yeah, because I the the thing that I, I was popping it up on YouTube, so I was like, uh, the thing that I saw was just the opening of the interview, and I was like, great. This doesn't really need an intro. <laughs> you know, like, it's the one guest where you don't yeah. have to say, yeah. you might know him from Instagram uh, yeah. with his crazy videos exactly. of killing you fucking know. people who's blowing up planes. Reputation precedes him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A man who needs no introduction. No VP. Vladimir Putin. Um, but yeah, for Tucker, man, it's uh, it's a big get. Obviously, you got a gajillion viewers on it. Um, monetize, uh, like monetarily, what do you think he makes off of something like this from Twitter? Off Twitter, not much. But from what I've gathered, he's trying to stand up his own independent news organization that will be off Twitter. And I'm sure whatever he, whatever he's doing on Twitter that he thinks is going to grow his stature and his audience for when he stands up this new media company, he, he just assumes, okay, I, I'm just you know I, I'm just increasing the potential income for when I start that. Okay. Uh, and then for you personally, anything that you're keeping an eye on uh, media wise or uh, Los Angeles wise, Hollywood wise. Okay. What's what's going on out there? Because I know that's what you talk about in your show a lot and sure. everything else. Um, I mean, do you want to get into the LA Times stuff that I kind of oh, went man. viral for? I mean, we can just fucking pop some champagne, I guess. We don't yeah, have to talk I, about it too much. Just yeah, I mean, I'll give it, it quick, know? and I'll, I'll tell you about the one race that I think is pro- – no, I don't think is probably – is without a doubt the most interesting and impactful local election, like not congressional, not presidential, in 2024. That's Los Angeles District Attorney, okay? Uh, 2020, a guy named George Gascon, who after destroying, you know, a the ultimate in criminal justice reform, essentially code word for I'm more sympathetic to criminals. And I read some stupid study from upstairs medical college of God knows where that says the human brain does not develop until 25. So anyone who does who commits any crime up to about the age of 25 is not really responsible for it. Um, and George Gascon, after implementing a, a, a this supposedly criminal justice reform uh, uh, philosophy into San Francisco and drive in San Francisco. Going to the ground, somehow comes in under the cover of darkness into LA as a carpetbagger and runs for DA against Jackie Lacey, who's the first uh, black female district attorney in Los Angeles history, and beats her. Right, mm-hmm. they get rides the wave of George Floyd of criminal justice reform. Eric Garcetti, the mayor, who until uh, his entire political career until about midway through his mayoral uh, tenure was a very centrist, moderate Democrat. But then, oh wait, uh, BLM, oh the progressive, the progressives are shifting the party to the left. I'm going to bend the knee to the left. Shifts uh, Eric Garcetti shifts his endorsement from the incumbent Jackie Lacey, black female, to G- George Gascon about a month and a half before the election. Soros gives him two and a half million dollars. It ain't no fucking conspiracy. It's all publicly available. And Soros is very proud of the money he gave George Gascon. George Gascon comes in day one, makes trespassing and a host of other laws. Essentially, not says I'm not going to prosecute yeah. these laws. We talked then, about them on they, the show. Yeah, yeah. Then they mirrored, they uh, mirrored the uh, Canadian law from what 2012, I think, where theft under a thousands a citation uh, yeah, and says, not a misdemeanor. Okay, anymore. yes. So Prop Four, that was Prop 47, yeah. that was passed in 2014 by the voters. Who do you think authored uh, authored it? 
George Gascon. Well, George Soros's team authored it. He just put yeah, it forward, probably. No, right? Gascon's a true believer. This oh, is for one sure. Thing. Yeah. I'm so, just like, saying. yeah, they they write model legislation in the same way that uh, uh, what what was the name of that stupid pack? Um, uh, uh, fuck, something for growth. I can't remember what it is. The, Coke, the Coke Brothers pack back in the day. Uh, did know. the same thing. They like the Act Ten stuff that they did in Wisconsin to break the unions up there. All the cash, uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, all the union busting stuff that you see around the country. That's all Koch brothers. That's all uh, Tesoro refineries. Mm-hmm. Just footing the bill for that. And on the Soros side, it's no cash bail. Uh, what do they call it? Harm reduction. Sure, like uh, some kind of Gaylord bullshit. Yeah, you know? or you know, letting prop. For, how about this? Prop forty-seven, which up, uh, which made uh, theft under nine fifty, you know, non-prosecutable, and let about thirty thousand criminals out of jail early. Supposedly non-violent, but hey, non-violent criminals become violent criminals when they don't have many career prospects real quick. You know what it was called? You know what this piece of legislation was called? Mm-hmm. The Safe Family, uh, the Safe Neighborhoods and Schools Act. Uh, so the exact opposite. Exa- of what it the is, exact yeah. opposite. So of course. Of course, the the residents pass Prop 47. Crime starts to spiral a little bit. Homelessness starts to increase a little bit. 2014 to 17, 18 in LA starts to get worse right before the pandemic, and then just skyrockets during the pandemic. George Gascon comes in, stops prosecuting any number of crimes. Everyone in the DA's office, 98% of the people who work for him, wanted him recalled. They. I can get into another story about the recall and why it failed most, you know, a little bit of some mistakes by the recall committee, but also because they didn't clear the voter rolls in Los Angeles County, which uh, how many signatures you need to recall an official is based on how many eligible voters there mm-hmm. are. They didn't clear the voter rolls. So, you, so uh, they didn't reduce the amount of, uh, of signatures that you needed based on how, how many fewer voters were in the county, mm-hmm. right? So that's why he didn't get recalled. Um, the one positive sentiment about this is that there has been a very negative reaction Action to George Gascon. His, his approval rating, depending on which poll, is anywhere from 18 to 28%. The citizens of LA are not happy with him. They recognize he's been a poisonous force. Um, even a, a, a Democratic, well, I guess I could mention his name because he tweeted it publicly, Michael Trujillo, who's been a Democratic political consultant in LA for a long time. He says, yeah, dude, I don't care who runs against Gascon, he's losing. We'd mention his name in 2022. Even the, the most dyed-in-the-wool Democrats would like be like, I, I hate that guy. However, it's still complicated to defeat this guy. And this, this, uh, this election will be a referendum on Soros reformist DAs and George Gascon and this kind of a criminal justice reform movement that peaked in 2020 and got a couple people like him elected. It's a record number of people are running for district attorney. There's 13 people in the primary against George Gascon. Um, unfortunately, multiple good candidates because you know nobody's really rallying behind one right now because mm-hmm. there's multiple there's probably five or six candidates who would be phenomenal DAs yeah. I, I know some of them um, um, and so but the interesting rub here uh, is one guy that's running who probably if you were to, to peg a favorite for who's going to get to the runoff against Gascon is a guy named Nathan Hockman I like Nathan Hockman I think he'd be a great DA here's the problem he just recently ran for attorney general of California as a Republican so he has ah, gotcha. he has a little, but so simultaneously he has by far the most sophisticated, uh, the most sophisticated campaign apparatus. He's raised the most money, knows what he's doing as a campaigner. He does have a little baggage as a Republican. Um, if he ends up number two against Gascon, trust me, I'm going to do doing everything in my power to get him elected. However, it will be interesting that Gascon. If he ends up against any, literally any other of the primary mm-hmm. candidates, will get trounced. However, the one guy who might make it through is the one guy who is the most vulnerable against him. 
This is a fascinating race. Well, I, look, I think this is a fascinating race because uh, just being from Los Angeles, you know, living there, I, I should say, uh, not being there, but um, uh, it's one of those cities that was driven into the ground so quickly that I think the world is watching this in New York City in particular. Sure. Because yeah. New York is on the, on the same fucking well, Alvin trajectory. Alvin Bragg is up for re-election as well. He got another, he got two mil from fucking Soros also. I think that he's right. got two more years until his. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's yeah. got two more years. Yeah. Yeah, right. So with those two cities, though, it's. it's They're the bellwethers. Do yes. you look at it and say, all right, these policies clearly aren't working? Because I, I always look at San Francisco of like, man, they'll vote this out and well, change yeah, this and like, turn it think, around and they never did. Think, think about what he just said, though. Think about the the people that have come out of San Francisco. George Gascon is the most recent to come out. Kamala mm-hmm. Harris. Yep. And your current governor. But they're failing right? upwards. But, yeah, okay, correct. So there's, but, uh, and they're, and they're, they're taking their show on the road, right? Like yeah. taking it down Nationally, to LA and yeah. fucking that up too. But here's, right? And here's something that's interesting because some of it is just basic civics. For instance... San Francisco, everyone fight. Say what you want about San Francisco. They recalled their psycho DA and their mm. DA that they reinserted, Brooke Jenkins. It's not a psycho. She's a perfectly adequate DA. She just has, she's got an uphill battle. They were able to get the recall because San Francisco only requires 85,000 signatures to get a recall gone. LA required 540,000. Mm. Mm. Okay. One of the reasons Rick Caruso lost, lot, mayor of Los Angeles is not the same as mayor of Los Angeles County. The mayor of Los Angeles, uh, uh, cities in, that everyone thinks of is in Los Angeles that don't v- vote for LA mayor, West Hollywood, generally more conservative, even though you don't think so. Beverly Hills, some places in, on the West side, Palisades, had all the areas that you think of as LA been voting in the LA mayor's race, Rick Caruso would have won, but it's not, that's not how it's district. It's right. different, right? Right. So there's a lot of like little civical, uh, civic aspects, but the problem is w- w- despite those areas, not technically being LA and voting in, in the LA mayor's race, all the, all the impact of how, ha- of the policies in LA impacts them all because right kitty corner against mm. all the, all the districts that do vote for it. And there's, I mean, LA is known for sprawl, right? And it, yeah. is, it used to be success sprawled and now it's homelessness is sprawling, right? Yeah. And, and the fucking massive fucking budget deficit they're growing down there. Now there's another, there's uh, not specific races, but San Francisco is another interesting city because Gary Tan, who is the he runs the incubator that produced Airbnb and DoorDash and all sorts of other companies. He he's got a couple bucks on him, right? Him and a bunch of other tech billionaires in the Bay Area are fucking pissed about what's going on in San Francisco, and they're starting to spend their own money there yeah. to get rid of the board of supervisors who are just a bunch of crazy leftist freaks. Yep, people that just voted. Uh, for a ceasefire in, in, in Israel. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, what? Did you see the video afterwards? Oh, my oh, God. They had a party. They had a it was party. the Star Wars yeah. Cantina fucking freak show. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> my yeah, HOA awesome. voted on it, too, by the way. Just, you know. <laughs> so, so I need, I I need you stop. and your Jews to calm the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think the ceasefire will happen <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> yeah, uh, now's <laughs> the point in the show. We get to the Drinking Bro of the Week, which is someone who has inspired you, helps you become the person you are today. Who would you like to give the Drinking Bro of the Week to? George Soros. <laughs> fucking knew it dude it's a setup this whole time <laughs> that's it uh, no, I, you know, I'll give it up to Alex Soros and Nika Soon Xiong because my hate for these tr- out of touch ignorant trust fund babies who think they have any business commenting or involving themselves on uh, how the world should work has inspired me to get very aggressive in response yeah uh, you, you're, you've certainly gotten more vocal um, 
um, over time being out there. I'm <laughs> surprised sure. you never got the fuck out of there. Well, you know. Uh, listen, it's okay. One, LA, I'm sorry. There's a reason that it was the place that everyone wanted to go for the weather. Goddamn you. The weather. It's a great equalizer. It's still LA. And here's the thing business wise and professionally, it's still, there's a lot of smart people there. That's what people overlook in that there's a lot of shallow idiots. There's a lot of ambitious, talented, smart people doing interesting business things there. Uh, my family, my parents are there, late 70s. They're still there. Okay. Um, and um, listen, I don't want to let these motherfuckers. Why am I leaving? Fuck these motherfuckers. Yeah. Why am I leaving? They should mm. leave. Get these idiots out. It's right. like we did it once. Like the city with Antonio Villaraigosa running it was perfectly acceptable. Yeah. If this is a city that can run with Antonio Villaraigosa as the as in charge, okay, we don't need to get the most brilliant people in the history of the, the world uh, inserted as the elected officials. We just need replacement level. I told everybody this forever on this show. It was like, dude, when Schwarzenegger was in. Mm. Shit was fine, dude. Like everything was rolling and properly, and like they were starting to clean up. Which shows you how bad Gray Davis was, right? I yeah. mean, Jesus Christ, how bad was Gray Davis that Schwarzenegger came in and it immediately improved? They went from a, a massive budget deficit to a surplus in two years. Yeah, yeah like, but a guy, the, the guy from Pump, the documentary, could come in and fucking do it. Like, I, it is possible. It's absolutely. Oh, here's it's just another. Changing the I, th- I think you need more than just politicians there though right like you need you got to bring in giuliani brought in bernie carrick in new york in the mm-hmm. 90s right and he fucking murdered all the homeless people and did whatever <laughs> yeah. the fuck else. i don't know what he did but penn station was clean for the first time yeah, in we, its history right well, we, the the lapd police chief just announced his retirement mm. the interim chief the only one person who i do trust says at least the interim chief he speaks highly of him yeah. which is interesting but doesn't matter who the oh here's the biggest problem with la you know the mayor, Karen Bass, not a fan of hers in ninety different she ways. Sucks. Yeah, but you want, you want to know something she did that I have can't not give her credit for. She went to bat and got increased funding for the police. Here's the only problem: nobody will take the job. They're mm. waving money at people to be cops in L.A. Yeah. Nobody wants the money. Yeah, they're offering 105k to, yeah. uh, for entry level police work. That's I get the it. biggest fucking problem. I yeah. wouldn't either, man. It's um, the same chance. thing in San Francisco. People are leaving. Oakland now is losing all their cops, which I don't know why anybody was still working there in the me first neither, place. Dude. To be honest, me neither. Like you paid me to fucking be a police, not to fucking go to war. But yeah. I think uh, Los Angeles cures homelessness by 2028. Uh, it'll be oh, okay. Here's for the, the Olympics. They'll throw what, all of them into the fucking ocean. Do you think there's the any chance that Villanueva runs for mayor at some point? Uh, no, he's not pot. He do, he's not generally pot. He's been mm. poisoned. But here's who will, who may very well run for governor in 2026, which is promising as Rick Caruso, and I think he can win. Okay. Yeah. No, because everyone forgets, one, state of California, slightly more conservative than city of L.A., there's no good candidate. The, 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 the California Democratic Party, who they're going to card out to try to be, take over for Newsom, is this lieutenant governor named Eleni something. There's nothing exciting about her. Uh, and Caruso, I think, is pissed off because I think he knows what he did wrong in, in losing that election and can clean it up. And I think he wants to run for governor. He's, he's a very smart businessman, too. So that yeah. could help as well. Uh, what, what about Steve Garvey? No chance. No See, chance. Adam, was no he chance. running for Senate, right? Against, yeah. Adam against Schiff. I, I saw no Schiff's chance. video yesterday um, narrated yeah. by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. I Why want, would you want to tie yourself to that fucking uh, turd? Uh, yeah, one person, to, she's not going to win, but I respect her so much for running. My friend Christina Pescucci was a KTLA 5 reporter, and at, right after learning she was pregnant, is still said, I'm so pissed off. I've seen, because she was a reporter, and she's seen behind closed doors everything that goes on with these politicians, and has put through her hat in the Senate race, and is actually polling, you know, at 
legitimate figure she won't win but i just have to give it up to her real quick for like the the balls and the, the effort she put to you know uh, to try to turn the things pussy. around and yeah and yeah. she has a I, she, she has in a the long run i think she has a, a great political career ahead of her in california but you know it's probably it was probably too short a timeline for her for the senate race okay uh tell everybody where they can find you uh everybody primarily instagram and twitter uh matt Belinsky, m-a-t-t-b-i-l-i-n-s-k-y i have a podcast called the prevailing narrative uh find it apple podcast spot spotify anywhere you find your podcasts yes and uh while you're, while you're listening to to that go to ours and just rate the show a five star and leave a quick review on itunes also head on over to spotify just a five star and you can walk away when we get to ten thousand reviews i'll shut the fuck up and never mention it we're at eight thousand on spotify 7100 on itunes get us over the 10 i'll shut the fuck up forever matt always a pleasure to have you Same on the gentleman. show uh, whenever you're in Austin, feel free to stop on in. We appreciate you guys tuning in at home. For Danthony and Anthony Holloway, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros Podcast. Good night, everyone.